April Maza. And this is Christy Showman Fair. And this podcast is overdue. We're friends and colleagues, librarians, librarians. And on this podcast, we talk about books and other stuff we're loving. Hi, April. Good morning. Good morning, Christy. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty yeah. good is good. <laughs> pretty good I think is I do I forget what it was a friend has sent me um it's kind of I think it's a meme and I think it's Norway but that uh that there's like this new kind of response which is I'm awake and not crying oh (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little better than that today but (laughs) I think about that a lot I actually am more annoyed when people are like I'm fantastic or like that kind of thing and I'm just we don't like, swear on this podcast, hey. do we? Because yeah. I'm like, like no. And I'll just bleep it. <laughs> but yeah, when people are like just too exuberant with, you know, the standard should be like yeah. good, fine. And I like I'm awake and not crying. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly acceptable response. Um, so same. Awake yeah. and not crying. But I do Um, look forward to this all the time. So I'm very, that makes me happy. And I'm alone in my house, aside from pets, which is rare. Yeah, yeah, it's super rare. A little more common um, when my kids go to math on Saturdays, Mm. especially if it's because if it lines up with podcast day, then I'm like, yeah, I can't go. All right. You have a... um extenuating circumstance prior commitments (laughs) that's like fancy name for that well the other happy thing is that today's episode is going to be kind of like a commentary slash wrap up of the youth media awards 2024 (laughs) which were announced on monday and so today's is saturday of the same week which honestly to me it seems like that was like eons ago because it I really does this was a long way there so it was oh like, yeah and you yeah so you had travel in between exactly yeah. um so yeah i'm excited to to dig in me um, too as i mentioned i was there i was in baltimore for ala now called liblearn x formerly midwinter can i ask is, a question sure <laughs> what's different what makes it liblearn well, I will tell you what's different, but my curmudgeonly brain just still wants to call it midwinter. Like, I'm the person who, like, still calls, you know, the stadium I went to concerts to as a kid by the original name. Great Woods? Yes, Great Woods. (laughs) (laughs) Not not the bank of whatever center or that. I can never remember it. For anybody who's not in Massachusetts, there's this big outdoor venue that was Great Woods even before I moved here. And people still call it that. Yeah. I mean, it's been well, like the thing 30 is years. When, when it becomes a sponsored <laughs> venue, the sponsors change all the time. So yeah. I just really, for real, don't remember what it's called. But <laughs> Libler and X, my, so my understanding is a quick uh, primer, uh, primer. I hate that word. I never know. (laughs) I think when we're talking about like introduction, it's primer. And when you're talking about paint, it's primer. It's a primer. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. Well, this is a primer then. Um, Midwinter meeting uh, was an actual meeting. It was time for committees to meet. And from what I remember years and years ago, there weren't really very many like educational programs, like you see at a traditional conference. Right. And and so when you wanted to do like conference, like go to presentations and see speakers, um, that would be ALA annual. And just through like so many different issues with, you know, having a, um, an event that was mostly just a meeting, you know, not that many people would go because they didn't have a meeting. So it wasn't a value to them. I think, ALA wanted to like increase people attending to kind of keep it sustainable, but yeah, that makes change. Sense. Yeah, Libler and X was to make it become more like a like you. So you'd still have the meetings if you were on committees, but there would be these like educational programs and keynote speakers um, for other people who'd like to go. But this happened um, right when the pandemic happened. Yeah, so sort of like the revision and rebranding. And canceling because of COVID, I think has actually really hurt the 
what was known as midwinter. Um, and I, I will say I haven't been to a conference since before. Um, really? COVID. Yeah, it was oh. 2019. Also, uh, the midwinter meeting, it was still at that time. And it was much smaller, like there are a lot fewer people. And it at felt this, at this one. Yeah, this one in Baltimore. And it felt more like the size of like one of our local interesting and but it but it was taking place in this huge convention center yeah. <laughs> so like you know it just i think that also made it feel kind of the word i actually used was lonely so oh. no you know nothing against ala or anything like that um sure you can criticize them for lots of other things but this was just like uh like when i would be walking around the convention hall it felt like it felt like like the last day of ALA, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where like most people have gone and people are just kind of milling about. Like it was just like not very many people in a huge space made it seem um, just very small. And I feel I think, like, oh, yeah. sorry, not, not to interrupt. I actually was just thinking that we have listeners who probably are not librarians. Mm. And really? ALA- Hello? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I really do think that there are some out there. And um, so... ALA is the American Library Association, um, and that's that's when we say ALA. I didn't know if we had actually defined that. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, so. yeah and it's our big library association. Yeah. They put on, um, you know, these two programs a year, but then they're all also offshoots of different divisions. And actually, that kind of brings us to the Youth Media Awards because the different divisions of ALA, or many different divisions of ALA sponsor these awards. So um, ALSC, which is Association of Library Services to Children, they're one of the like bigger known ones because they um, put together the committees that uh, award the Newberry Medal and the Caldecott Medal and a bunch of others. But we also have the Coretta Scott King Committee. Mm-hmm. Um, the American Indian Youth Literature Awards are part of this presentation. Odyssey Awards for audio. Um, I believe uh, Schneider Family Book Award might be. Yes, its that's own its own thing community. too. Yeah. Pura Belpre. So different divisions. Um, and of course, uh, YA Awards are um, sort of put on by uh, young adults. Services. Wait, also Library Library Services Association. (laughs) I had to think of the acronym first. So it's kind of cool because these different groups come together to present the awards, and it um, always happens on the Monday of this midwinter slash Libler X event, and early in the morning. Yes, (laughs) very early. That could be kind of tough sometimes, Um, but. Even still, all the years I've been, there's always this like really fun vibe. It's like very celebratory, um, almost like people compare it to like the Oscars, except we're not it dressed is. up. No, no, because it's you know bleary eyed. Yes, <laughs> but um, but it yeah, it has this amazing energy. This big mm-hmm. room of people who all yeah. love books in the yeah. space together. I the last time I went was 2020, January 2020. Oh, okay. It was in Philadelphia. I was on one of the committees. I guess that's when I went too. Yeah. Um I still think of it as 2019, but that was 2020. 2020 yeah. Yeah. Too, yeah, yeah. So I, I was on the the Cybert committee, which is for um information Ooh. books. And uh, I was just literally just today, my Facebook memories were showing it was the my posts from that day. Oh yay. That's yeah. Cool. It's four years ago. It's wild. Yeah, <laughs> wild. Um, yeah, and uh, actually, when I was walking in with a couple friends, uh, and you know, I had just said like it was at this particular LibLearnX wasn't a huge amount of people, but there were a lot of people at the wards, and there usually are. So that was like really good to see as well, because um, I also know a lot of people end up like leaving on Monday, so not everyone yeah. makes it, but. Um, so it was great to see, like, there's still like a lot of enthusiasm for it and a lot of support. And, um, and it's also really fun too. And you, sometimes, you know, ahead of times, but sometimes you find out there 
uh, because like they'll show the name of the committee members after the award is announced. And I they love that out. part. Yeah, I love seeing like familiar names. Yeah. And also some fun things I thought I'd point out. Well, first, familiar names on Newberry. I don't know if you knew yes, that Eva Roland was on. Well, yeah, we have two mutual friends. Yes. Roland, yes. Out in California. And then um, Laura Gardner. Laura Gardner. One of our own Massachusetts yeah. school librarians. Um, so I was, I didn't know she was on. So I was super psyched to see that. Um, Actually, I what's funny is I knew Laura was, but I didn't know that Eva was. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And I know that... Um, Laura, I don't know if she listens, but um, I know that she's been working towards that and she's, you know, it had been like a dream of hers. And I think it's just so cool that that it just goes to show it can happen. Like, yeah, it, it always there is. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, like a mystique about these committees, but there's actual like things you can do to kind of um, better your chances and get involved and um, yeah, and then you can spend all your free time for an entire oh, year reading children's yeah. books. <laughs> I part of me loves the idea of doing the Newberry Award at some point, and then the other part of me is like, I don't know that I could. Retired, I think, yes. and I actually talked to a few people that have been on committees before, and we all sort of agreed probably the next time we'd do it, if we could do it, would be. Um, when we're retired. So I still would love to be on the Geisel Award Committee, which is the yeah. committee for the early readers. I'd That's like just that. an area that is a passion for me anyway. Um, emergent readers and and they're short. And yeah. Read. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, I would definitely like I, I love those kind of books too. So yeah. I think that would be really fun. And and really, I mean almost <clears throat> any sound really interesting to me. All right, so we were just talking about people we know and the yeah. fun vibe. Fun vibe. Uh, do you want to talk about some of the books that you read that one? Sure. So things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so every year, what I do before the awards is I actually, I mean, I'm not good at doing it throughout the year because I just life, you know. Yes. Um, but usually in the months preceding, I usually do go through other people's blogs and mm. um, the ones who are doing mock Caldecott and mock Newberry or mock Prince uh, awards and see what they are talking about. And uh, this year I did it very late. <laughs> so <laughs> I currently have something like 52 books checked out from the library. Um, all of them arrived, most of them yeah, arrived before the, mm -hmm. um, the media awards on Monday. So I feel a little prescient in some respects, but um, <laughs> so I, yeah. And I, I would sit, I was sitting on the, I would sit on the couch and just like read through a bunch of picture books and then take pictures of them, send them friends, different things. And um, so a number of the books that I had checked out actually won things. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so oh, hold on. I need to pull up the, the list again, but um, so I have my, my pile. And these are in no particular order. They're just in the, the order of the pile. Um, <laughs> so I probably should start with um, the one that was pleasantly surprising and um, that it won multiple awards. Oh, is, yes. Um, Mexicid yeah. um, by Pedro Martin. And it is, of course, sorry, my cat is being a chaos cat again. Um <laughs> It is a graphic memoir about uh, Pedro. Uh, he is one of six kids. Nope. Sorry. Yes. Nope. Sorry. Nope. There are nine kids. I shouldn't. Nine kids. I, there was another book I just l listened to that was six kids. Nine kids. Um, uh, he lived in um, kind of central California in the 70s. Uh, his parents uh, were from Mexico originally. Half the kids were born in Mexico and half were born in the U.S. Hmm. And their family um, uh, are field workers most of the year. They pick strawberries as their as their job. And the, the crux of this story is that the family is driving from Central California to Mexico to um, bring home their abuelo, um, their grandfather. He um, is very old and can't really live on his own anymore. And so they're taking this long road trip and it takes days for them to get there. And so they are traveling in an old RV and a beat up truck. 
So the older kids are in the truck because they're old enough to drive. Mm-hmm. And then the parents and the younger kids are in this RV. And it is it is just delightful. Um, and I guess I'm just st- just stole that from the back of the book. <laughs> Somebody else's quote. Only one person can think it's delightful. You are not allowed. <laughs> it was just funny because I looked down and it says Mexican is a delightful story. It really is. Uh, so um, there are lots of moments of of sibling funniness, um, and you know the the sibling dynamics is fantastic. There's just there's this really. Um, a funny, funny moment um, when they get to Mexico where um, Pedro, actually, is it Pedro? I think so, um, is getting a, a drink um, and his um, p- siblings don't want him to drink it. And because they find, they tell him it has raw milk in it and that he's, his body can't handle it because he wasn't born in Mexico. Mm. Um, and the results are, are hysterical. Um, but it's, it's just so well done. It is a, a collection, really, of short stories on this long journey, and I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm so happy it won so many awards. So it was um, a Newbery Honor book, and it also was one of the Poor Belpre um, winners. And I don't remember which one, because um, as we we're saying, that this is not just a list; it's a, a, a bunch of paragraphs that I have to like scan as I'm trying to like see which <laughs> yeah. books won what. Um, and I, well, oh, no, it won. It won. It was the author winner for the Poor Bell Pe- yeah, Prey. It also um, won um, an Odyssey honor. Yes. I yes, remember right. when, when it was a Newbery honor by that time, because this is another thing I think, especially, maybe not especially, but for me, I think because of being on the award committee, when, when you're on an award committee, you get to choose where the sticker's going to go. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I'm thinking like at this point, I'm like, Oh my gosh, where are they going to put all these stickers? I know, actually, <laughs> there's so much going on on the front cover that I don't yeah. know how they're going to do that. And that you um, don't want to like, yep. you don't want to cover up. Right. And that is Darwin barking because <laughs> he, there's probably somebody walking through oh. our complex. Well, so, and I can't do anything about it right now. You are, you are safe and secure from, from what I understand. Yes, I very, very much am. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. So, um, Mexican, fantastic book. And, um, I'm very excited that it won a bunch of stuff. It's also very heavy. I, um, it is really long for a graphic novel. It's over 300 pages long, um, uh, and it it's on really amazing paper. So like it, it's it's um, hefty. Oh, and um, anybody who knows me will know why that I appreciate this. It has back matter. Oh, yeah, I love. I love back matter. matter. So it's like you know answering questions. There's some photographs that kind of sh- show um, like the real things that happen, like the real family. So like a little like scrapbook of pictures. Um, it yeah, I love having back matter. Uh, it's really fantastic. Yeah, um, okay. I had not read that one, so it's definitely at the top of my list. Like definitely need to I'm sure that. there are people waiting for it so I probably should get it back to the library um the next one on my pile um was not from the library um but it's um uh, but I have it because I got it at the Yalsa Symposium is In Limbo by Debbie J.J. Lee it's a graphic memoir also um and it is uh about this young girl who um is from Korea, South Korea, to and moves to the United States, and um, she's in high school, um, and it's her experience um, uh, at trying to navigate high school and also learning a new language and making friends. And I believe this was one of the Prince honors. Um, I don't remember where it is on the list right now. Um, I should have done my homework. I'm so sorry, everybody. I, You're fired. I'm fired from the job. <laughs> that I what was it called again? This is In Limbo by um, uh, Debbie J.J. Lee. And the cover is just gorgeous. Um, and the art is um, very, it, it actually, the art feels like you're you're reading an anime movie if that makes sense. Um, it is very muted and, um, and tonal, like, um, just kind of one shade of like a bluish gray, but is so mm-hmm. detailed and it's um, amazing. Let's oh see. yeah. Yeah. Let's see some of it. Uh, that one actually was the winner of the young adult, um, 
literature for, for Asian Pacific American Award. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So I lied before. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a big liar who lies. <laughs> for no good reason. No, no reason uh, at all. I just make stuff up. Well, I think like another thing, and this was an observation I made before and, and I made this time too with a friend just and that you will remember this too christy that um many of the awards that were given out by other um divisions other than alsk or yalsa um are now included in this yes it's fantastic uh, the youth media award celebration and and it's great because it's you know, really was quite disrespectful because the yeah. kids not included war ones like yeah. the Asian, um, Asian Pacific American um, uh, Library Association, like the, an, an, another affiliate yeah. of ALA and, and the American Indian um, uh, Youth Literature Award. So yeah. like those groups were not usually included. Um and and I know many others as well, and now they are. So I think it's like also just for a long time we were used to it being like the Prince Award <laughs> and a Newbery Award, and well, and um, and even um, the Alex Awards, which are adult mm -hmm. books that are have of of interest to teens. They used to just like have that on the screen as you were walking into the yes. awards, and now they announce them, and I yeah, think this yeah. is fantastic. It yes, it's a little bit longer, yeah. but. So it was an hour and a half. It used to be an hour. It didn't really even feel that much longer. It didn't feel longer. long to and, me at all. Yeah, yeah. And I will say I was, um, I had a migraine and I was laying in bed with it running on my phone and I was listening to it, listening to the awards. And even with a migraine, it didn't feel that long because there's oh, so much good. like energy <laughs> and excitement yeah. and, and anticipation. Yeah. Um, but I think that's also partly why I'm like, I kind of don't remember where any of these right. were. <laughs> I just blurry. remember like, oh, yeah. like, oh, that's one of them. And I grabbed afterwards, um, grabbed a pile of books. So, okay. So well, that's... I don't remember it either. I'm just using <laughs> They're just um. books. There are so many of them. Um, this one, actually, uh, there was a party for Langston. It was it, King of Letters, uh, written by uh, Jason Reynolds, with art by Jerome Pumphrey and Jarrett Pumphrey, Pumphrey, who are um, brothers who don't even live in the same state. Um, so I'm, I really would love to see that uh, kind of a video or something on how they created the art together. Uh, but this is, you know, Jason Reynolds' poetry is amazing and fantastic. Um, but the art in this, and so I think this was um, a Caldecott honor and then also um, a Coretta Scott King uh, honoree for art. But uh, the artists use text in the art. So this, I'm showing April a picture, there are birds and the body of the birds say, um, fling my arms wide. So Langston Hughes' mm. poems are used in the art. And it is so incredibly well done. Um, I, I just spent so much time with this. Um, there's a, a, a really powerful page that I think anybody who cares about uh, the freedom to read and, and books will love. Um, and it's uh, Im dark images of, um, it kind of looks like block print of books being thrown on a fire and says, some folks think by burning books, they burn freedom. And that's from a Langston Hughes poem. Um, but the books themselves have the words on their spines and then their letters in the fire. And it's just gorgeous. Um, it's so well-deserved. I'm, I was really, really excited that this one won because I had been sitting on my couch kind of like gushing over mm, it. Yeah. Um, my whole family heard. And then on the back, again, back matter. Um, <laughs> it's mostly just an author's note. But that um, it says, uh, this. it all started when I saw a picture of two of my favorite word makers, Maya Angelou and Amiri Baraka dancing. But why were they dancing? I never even knew word makers could dance. Um, so it basically was, there was a party for Langston Hughes um, at the New York Public Library. And that was a photo from that party. And that oh, inspired cool. this book. And I love when when that information is included in a book mm, for kids mm -hmm. because it helps kind of uh, teach them and show them that anything can be an inspiration for a story. Yes. So there are these kernels everywhere. And um, I just, I, I love this so, so, so much. Um, so also in the picture book, in the Caldecott, and actually this one I think is um, the Coretta Scott King Artist Award winner. Um, this was 
An American Story um, by Kwame Alexander and art by Derek Coulter. Um, and it won for, I think, I think it might have been on for both art and um, uh, author, um, but definitely for the art. Um, and I'm actually going to start with the the author's, the illustrator's note about this because um, Dare Coulter is known for um, for sculpture and and these like large kind of art pieces. And uh, her note in the back says that actually this took six years to make. Um, and I that blows my mind that this one book. So the illustrations in this book are multimedia. Um, so right now I'm showing mm. a spread of two um, young men. One is a sculpture that's been photographed and one is charcoal um, uh, illustration. And so there's so many different art approaches um, and the, the sculptures are photographed in a way that... The, the lighting is just amazing. Um, and then oh, yeah. there's also some digital artwork added. I, I don't know, it's just so incredibly complicated um, in addition to the, the text being really powerful. So this is a kind of a, um, it, it took me a while to, to kind of understand the context, but it basically is, is how do you tell the story of America to kids? And it's so it's young kids asking these questions of their teacher and the mm -hmm. teacher trying to to um, to share information, hard, hard history, right? Um, about slavery and um, and but still make the kids feel that they have power and and that that history has made them strong. Mm -hmm. And it's just so incredibly moving. Um, and just really gorgeous too. Like these spreads are like the um, oh, yeah. Bear Coulter's illustrations just kind of light up the pages. Um, so yes, very, very beautiful, um, worth picking up um, if you haven't seen it yet. And then my last picture book that I had, um, and I actually was, this is one um, that I, like I really felt a connection to right away. And so this is In Every Life by Marla Frazee. And um, I was on the Caldecott committee back in 2010. So 14 years ago, um, my oldest kiddo was a five, almost five months old. Um, Midwinter then was in Boston. And we all went as a family because I had a five month old. And um, one of I our honors, yeah. <laughs> um, one of our honor books um, was um, All the World um, by Liz Garden Scanlon and illustrated by Marla Frazee. Frazee? Sorry, Frazee. Um, and uh, I have a print from that book on my wall in my house. I just love Marla Frazee's art. And this one feels like a callback to that book. Um, that it's it's written also by Marla Frazee. And um and the characters are, are her mm -hmm. very unique style. Um, but um, it's it's just kind of a, a quiet book. Um, it's, you know, um, you know, a page with one line of text in every smile, blessed is the light with lots of pictures of, of a wide variety of types of families. And then a, a double page spread of that's just gorgeous and illustrates that concept. It's hard to see with the blurring on my camera, <laughs> um, but really, so it this is it, this is a, a quiet art book. So when I actually first looked at it, I was like, "This is gorgeous," but I also don't quite know where it fits for a kid experience. But that's not mm -hmm. always how the awards sure. are. Um, I do see that like this could be a, a nice, a cozy. Um, bedtime book for kids and it, it would be very validating for kids to be able to see so many different types of families in the book mm -hmm. um, and Marla Frazee's art is just gorgeous there's so many details and she uses um, uh, um, colored um, pencil and um, watercolor for her art and um, is does amazing things with light and and um, shadows and and lots of like curve motifs. So it this was um, one of the Caldecott honor books. Um, definitely worth picking up. Um, and then 
I have two more. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, three more. Sorry, so I have a couple. <laughs> no, no, no more. So um, I have some books on hold that I hadn't had the chance to pick up because it was one of those wild and crazy weeks. Um, I'm really, really excited because uh, the winner of the Prince Award this year is the first time an anthology of short stories has ever won. Oh, I didn't know first that. First time ever. Yes. And it's The Collectors. It's edited by A.S. King, who is one of my all-time favorite um, YA authors. And the list of, of um, authors of the short stories is just amazing. Um, it is um, uh, M.T. Anderson, E.E. E. Charlton Trujillo, uh, A.S. King, David Levithan, Corey McCarthy, Anna Maria McElmore, G. Neri, Jason Reynolds, Randy Rabay, and Jenny Torres Sanchez. Um, and I cannot wait to pick it up um, and dig into that. And then I, I also have Simon Sort of Says on hold. Um, that one um, or was honored by the Schneider Committee for um, representation of the disability experience, and then also Newberry Committee. So, and then last two, one that I read months and months ago, and I think I might've talked about it on the podcast. I might not have, but I've been talking it up to a lot of people, but Warrior Girl Unearthed um, by um, um, Angeline Boulay. Um, <clears throat> she wrote, um, the firekeeper's daughter. Oh, and this yeah. is a um, it's a companion. Oh, book. yes. Now yes. I can see the cover in my head. Yeah. Um, which I want to interject one thing I forgot to mention, and which is kind of too bad about the press release is that because the press release is just words. <laughs> but <laughs> the cover game, like when you're at yes. awards or you're watching on screen, like so many gorgeous covers and that was one that yes. stuck out to me too like <clears throat> if you were to just pick a book by the cover you would just be having a field day this year yeah. like so many covers were so gorgeous and so intriguing like you were just like oh I want to know yeah like more about that one I love well and warrior girl on earth the cover is done by uh, Michaela Goad who was honored by um, the American Indian Library Association for her other books because she's an illustrator she actually won caldecott for water um the oh. water protectors a couple of years ago and um she was the um illustrator for warrior girl on earth's cover and it's very striking um i i just i absolutely adored that book i think that um Boulay's, uh world building and it's the real world it's just mm -hmm. a little it's a little bit kind of um in the past i think um firekeeper's daughters in the 90s and um Warrior Girl on Earth is a little more uh, recent, um, but it is the just so well done. And, and Warrior Girl on Earth is a mystery. It's also commentary on on colonialism. It is a coming of age story. Um, it, it it's just so many layers and just a wonderful book. I loved it a lot. And then I just this week listened to. Sisters of the Lost Marsh by Lily, Lucy Strange. Uh, and it was one of the Odyssey honor books. Oh, cool. And I actually like had placed a hold on it and it came in and I hadn't selected it to listen until I saw that it won, um, that it was one of the Odyssey um, honorees. And so I was like, oh, I should definitely listen to that now. And yeah. it was really such a great audiobook. Oh, I loved cool. it so much. And Lucy Strange, the author, is the narrator, which doesn't happen very often yeah. unless it's like a memoir. Right. Um, and she did so, a really great job. I'm, I'm impressed. Interesting. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. And so that is a, a tale. Um, and, and that one has back matter too. So <laughs> um, that one, um, Lucy Strange has a, a author's note where she talks about where the, the story was inspired um, where, what it was inspired by um, from a, a geographical standpoint. And so it is loosely based on um, the area around Sussex, England. Um, it is about um, this family um, that has six girls. And in this, in this, um, their culture, in their, their community, um, there's a, um, supposedly a curse a curse of the six girls. And it basically, it, I, I should have written it down, but it's like the first girl has to get go off and get married. The second one has to stay in the home. The third works um, on the farm. Um, the fourth and fifth get married. And if not, if that does all doesn't happen, the sixth will bury the father. And um, this family has, um, and they, they live in this community where, where knowledge and, and 
um, intelligence is is seen with suspicion. And so their grandmother lives with them and she has a secret cupboard full of books and the girls have all learned to read, but they can't tell anybody that they've learned to read because um, then they may be seen as witches. Wow. But the, one of their books was written by like their mother. Day. <laughs> I know, I know. There, there's a lot in here, and that really, like, there's feminism and and um, strength and and you know the the concept of you know what what we see as other is what we fear, and um, <clears throat> it was um, just really beautiful writing and world building and such strong characters. And I loved every minute of it. Um, it was, it's about, it's a shorter book. Um, it was about six ish hours audiobook, And so I finished it all in one week and yeah, I loved it. Oh, there was something I wanted to mention about the Odyssey awards because, and this is something you wouldn't have seen in the, uh, recording or the live stream of the awards. And I always love this too, is when committees um, have like a fun little thing to set them apart. So again, at the end of the each um, award announcement, the speaker will ask the committee to stand and be recognized. And for the Odyssey Award, everyone had on like over the ear headphones that were white so you could oh. see them. Yeah, you could see them from far away. And I thought that was really cute. And the um, the Geisel Committee all had headbands with fox ears on them because their uh, winning book was Fox Has a Problem. So I thought that yes. was kind of adorable. Um, there was one committee that had um, little like, kind of, they looked like little pom-poms, but I'm not remembering who they were. But that was like also kind of fun to see. Like you'd be sitting back and like you'd see these like little pom-poms shaking. <laughs> And it just makes it like more that sort of if we had had party time, atmosphere. Like I but so that's what always is wild. I like the headphones. I feel like you could plan for that, but mm-hmm. the the other things like you can't plan for that because they're making their decision that weekend. yeah you have to you have to like like run out and go like yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, or someone brings a construction paper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The- yeah. <laughs> Actually. Um, we we know somebody who was on the Caldecott committee and um and when they their when they chose their book she ran out and got um construction supplies and made she's an artist and she made mm-hmm. um i think they had headbands it was um Feruza and um for uh hello lighthouse oh okay oh yeah, and they God, made lighthouses funny. yeah yeah um hilarious but we had I, the year I was on Newberry, it was 2017. <laughs> so someone had made someone had made um buttons that say NC17. Awesome. That we got a kick out of Newberry Committee 17. And I still have mine somewhere. If we had had time, I would have made shirts for all of us that just said um, massive back matter. Because it was like this joke. I mean, you know me, like I just but it was this joke that like because we it was an information book. And so we'd always like all of us would pick up a book and flip to the back first. Right, right. And see. And so some one time somebody opened the book and they're like, massive back matter. I love that. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I just I love award season and I'm I'm um, especially excited this year. Um, so one of our listeners, Laura, um, invited me to come speak to her second graders oh, fun. about yeah. um, about the Caldec- being on the Caldecott Committee. So yeah. we had to reschedule it due to illness. Um, it's going to be um, this week coming up. I'm very excited about it. So I, I have my copies of my books. I have multiple copies of all the books from the year that I was on Caldecott. And I'm going to bring some of the um, some of these books that I have mm-hmm. with me so we can talk about this year's winners awesome. and yeah. yeah that's actually a little known fact about being on an award committee is that at least the way it was described to me it's almost like your duty to do things mm-hmm. like that yeah so been, yeah it is I've visited some classes and libraries to talk about like with children yep. with young people to explain to them uh you know the awards and the process and like kind of give a real life person to the thing that sometimes ends up as an assignment for them, (laughs) you know, like they get the assignment, like you have to, um, you know, read a Newberry book or something like that. But this like gives, gives like a real life person to say what their experience was and stuff like that. So really, honestly, anyone out there, Christy and I happy to talk to classes and 
um, keep spreading the word on our, on like the, the awards and, you know, they're important. I mean, I, I waver between like, I don't want to put too much weight on them because there's so many amazing books out there and so many creators that don't win awards and it doesn't mean that what they make is any less than anyone else. But this, these awards also do so much for the people that win them. It can change their lives. Um, I believe for the better (laughs) that, you know, their opportunities as book creators, they become more visible and, maybe other projects they want to do become more possible. And again, it's just also kind of fun. Yes. Yeah. Fun no, to I, be a part of it. I always really love when um, the awards are given to books that possibly wouldn't have found audiences mm, mm-hmm. or wide audiences yeah, otherwise. Right. Same. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it is and nice to see. And that's part of when you're on a committee, you actually, you have to go out. You don't just like, pick the books that are on the bestsellers list right. to read. You have to read everything right. and find things from smaller publishing houses yep. and imprints yeah. so that you're really looking at the widest bo- body of, of, po- of, you know, um, contenders. Yeah. Yeah. Possible. yeah. yeah. And yeah, I remember um, on our Newberry, there was one that was, we had to kind of special order it because a lot, like they usually come through the mm-hmm. office and then come to us, but there was at least one that um, was sort of considered like a special order because it was an independent press. And you, yeah, you need to make sure you are looking at everything because it's not about the big publishers or the big names or even the sales or anything like that. Well, I'm really sorry about the dog, everybody. The upside um, of, or the downside of being home alone with the pets is that the dog mm-hmm. is able to just bark at anybody. Yeah. And yeah. I have been trying to like mute myself. <laughs> it's all right. Oh, well, if um, only we had a studio. Our last episode was the cat episode. I know. We'll, we'll call this one the dog episode. <laughs> she's, she's just sitting over here, like polite yeah. and, and well behaved. Of course. Yeah. Because sh- she's my carrot. um well I think we'll wrap up soon but I I only read three books (laughs) from all year all of those yes it kind of (laughs) felt like it um some days I wonder what am I reading no I you know like you sort of what towards the end of the year I do start looking at like you said some of those blogs and um school library journal has a great like heavy metal yeah uh, kind of column that they do and heavy metal is Newberry and Colin Caldecott yeah. Um, yeah. I'll look at those. But I look I like to just see too what people are kind of buzzing about anyway. Um so I had read Big by Vashi. Oh, Harrison. I totally forgot about yeah. that. I'm so glad you brought you, that up. Did you read I it? I did, too? did, but, you just but don't long have it ago. With you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, so I didn't check it out again. And same. I don't have it in front of me, but uh that one that called a cut metal and I do believe it won a Coretta Scott King yes, award yeah. as well, or an honor. And um, for people who don't know, it is about um, a young African-American girl who is growing, basically. I mean, she's growing like a normal <laughs> child, but, mm-hmm. you know, and I know a lot of our um, people who listen will, will relate to this, but when you're little, big is like a really cool thing like you can't wait to be a big kid and then somewhere along the way it kind of turns and now being small and thin is what you're supposed to be but there's there's this great um quote from the author's note that I'll share because she says in childhood big is good big is impressive aspirational but somewhere along the way the world begins to tell us something different that big is bad that being big is undesirable. And so this little girl, and she's like, I think most of the time dressed in a little pink tutu. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she wants to be a dancer, like a lot of little kids. Um, but she is growing. And at one point, she even gets stuck in a swing at school. And like, the classmates and even the teacher are very hurtful towards her. And she starts getting this message of, big being bad and, you know, too big, um, too, you know, exposed and she's judged for it. And, um, you know, the 
the good part of the book is eventually she, you know, discovers self love, you know, and that, that, that stuff doesn't, I mean, it's still hurtful, but that's not the truth of her. Like that's, yeah, there's more to her than her size. And, um, you know, we all deserve, um, respect and, um, and I think, and I don't have the book in front of me, so I don't remember all of it, but I think part of, you know, and why it was probably considered as a, a Caldecott winner is how the um, creator uses size to, you know, showing her, her body grow, but also like to extremes, like where at some point she looks like a giant, you know, at yeah. the, the school dance and, and then also uses like the page folds um, to, you know, because it with, with the call that's called called a cot and most of these illustration awards it's not so much about like a, a very beautiful design or a very pretty picture it's it's how it tells the story how it's right. how are the illustrations part of the story and um so i was very you know this book i like because i think about size and things like that a lot especially for kids i didn't have that kind of experience because I actually was like a total scrawny kid until puberty. But so I was older when I got to experience this sort of like, oh, you know, you were teased for being scrawny and bony and not growing for a long time. And now you're going to be teased for, you know, adding weight to your body um, as a normal human does when they grow. So it's like I was older when I experienced that, but it's still like very relatable that oh yeah um this, this was my kid experience yeah, yeah. i actually uh I, I and that's why i checked out the book when it first came out because i was so excited i'd been hearing about it Vashi harris yes you know she had a lot of buzz around her anyway and so uh, when it came out um i i immediately checked it out and um it brought back memories of childhood mm -hmm. and um and I think that had a book like this existed when I was a kid, mm -hmm. um, maybe the stuff other people said wouldn't have been so hurtful. Right. Well, and yeah. I think that's part of why this book was getting a lot of attention because there aren't very many like it. I mean, no. I really can't think of any off the top of my head. And that approach it in like this sort of really loving, respectful way. Um, yeah. So, oh, it was, um, oh, I thought I had a note about what, I, no, it's another note. About it, <laughs> but I thought I had another note about something that it won, but I do believe it, it did get two it really did, yeah. cool awards. Um, okay. And then oh, the it actually other, was a national book award finalist too. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jojo McCoon's Fancy Pants. <gasps> yes, I thought of you actually <laughs> yeah. when I saw those. I was just such a yeah. huge Jojo fan. I've talked about, I can't even remember, was that book I talked about or the you, previous one? But I think now there are three. I think it was a friend one. A friend I don't, one? I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Well, uh, Don Quigley of the Turtle Mountain Band of Ojibwe is the author um, I did hear her talk at Boston Book Fest. Oh, so right, might have yeah. been when I talked about this one. And I actually, so as part of our giveaway, I have that book um, and oh. signed by her. So um, that was from our last episode. But anyway, it won an American Indian Youth Literature Award for Middle Grade Honor Award. Um, and I just, you know, I love her books and I think like, if you don't have them, if you have a, if you're in a library and you don't have them, you should get them. Yep. If you just like reading kids books or you buy them for kids in your life, they're awesome. Um, and then, oh, Henry, like always, have you? Oh, I saw that. I those? actually requested it. I haven't seen it yet though. No. So that's by Jean Bailey and illustrated by Nika Song. Um, it won a Schneider family book award and that's for um, a Children's literature, literature, I can't talk today, embodies an artistic expression of the disability experience. And it was also a Geisel honor, which is for most distinguished beginning reader. And um, Henry has uh, has autism. Um, so this book 
I, and again, I don't, I don't have a lot of experience with this, but from what I understand, you know, portrayed like very authentically, um, the neurodivergent experience in, and in this book, he, um, Henry is very young. I think he's in like kindergarten or first grade. And I also don't have the book with me. <laughs> um, but you know, there's a change in the schedule for the day oh boy. or the week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and like that can be hard for a lot of people, but mm -hmm. especially for Henry, this is like really throwing him off. And part of the change included, um, like there was going to be a parade and the loud noises really bother him. But what's really, I hate to use the word cute. Like this would not be allowed when you're like reviewing a book or talking about a book on a committee. Can't use cute or interesting. But I thought like what's really sweet about the book is that how he kind of solves this problem with another classmate and to be quite frank, from what I remember, the teacher isn't really honestly that helpful. Like, she's just kind of like, yeah, we're changing the schedule. You'll be fine. But sort of along with this other kid who is having trouble with it for different reasons, they kind of come up with their own way to solve the problem. That's and, awesome. And that's sort of what stuck out to me because I really, yeah. um, I really, really liked that. Really curious to read it. Um, we we have a neurodivergent family. Um the concept of, of schedule changes and, uh, and sensory yeah. loud things, um, are, they're big in our house. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and when you're in school and you're trying to be in school and do the school things, yeah. like, then you have the stuff that throws you off is, yeah. is hard. But, um, but yeah, I think I had seen somewhere there's like a picture book, um, about Henry. And then this is sort of a little bit more of like, um, a, more like a beginning reader, and there might even be a third one with the character or a third one oh, coming. So I great. think, especially sort of again, that authenticity is yeah what um what sort of makes people like it and really and relate to it. I'm really grateful that there's aren't there's more representation of autistic kids and neurodivergent kids. I I know that when my kid was was diagnosed um we looked for books mm -hmm. and there weren't very many yeah. that were done in a way that was respectful yes and and well, for was, kids i was gonna say what i remember were books and i would say this would be covering just about all sort of body differences mm -hmm. <laughs> and ability differences was that they were like explainers yes, like it would yeah, be like yeah Oh, here's why that this is kid what an Henry, kid is yeah, like, like yeah. here's why that kid Henry is, you know, weird or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, so not very respectful and not showing like the child in actual, like a real life right. situation. Like you want to see yourself, if if that's your experience, you want to see yourself not as an outsider, like mm -hmm. that other people have to try to understand. And if you're if you're just a regular, no, I didn't mean that way, but like if you're the the reader and it's not your experience, like this is your um, window, like, yeah, you, you're not going to really get much out of it by reading about a person also being sort of othered. Yep. Um, and I feel like the first one we, we ever read oh. as a family that was good, uh, was a boy called Bat by Alana K. Arnold. Oh, I vaguely remember um, that one. Yeah. So if anybody's looking for one, that one's yeah. a little bit longer chapter book. Um, it was really fantastic. Um, well, before we wrap up, I just, I feel like I'd be remiss not to mention a very cool award um, for Christopher Paul Curtis. Yes. Who won, yes, yeah, yes, won yes. the Coretta Scott King, Virginia Hamilton award for lifetime achievement. And as my friend next to me said, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I mean, the award is only given, I think, every other year. And it's it's um, fairly recent. But it did feel like, yeah, why hasn't he won <laughs> this award yet? Um, so that was, like, very, uh, again, yeah. another sort of celebratory kind of feeling and the and how the crowd reacted I mean people were standing up and, oh great yeah. I'm glad to hear that yeah I also uh was very happy very very happy with the children's literature legacy award Pam Munoz Ryan oh yes yes thank you for um, mentioning that yeah, yeah. I and actually I 
I am one of my kids, um, their class read Esperanza Rising this year mm. as their class, one of their oh, class read alouds. Cool. And um, I know that they're going to be. I feel like that's excited. like a classic. It is point. now. I know. Uh, 2002. Yeah. I mean, this was before either of my kids was born. Like, so it was like when we were kids, any book that was published before we were born is like so yeah. old. Um, I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, she's she's fantastic and definitely um, worthy of a legacy award. And she wrote Echo, Yes, right? yes. That's um, one of my all-time favorite audiobooks. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for an audiobook, uh, I, because there's music involved in that story and the different characters. And um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, so awesome. if you're keeping well, a list you. of books we talked about I know. This, <laughs> this episode. <laughs> I know, sorry. Good no. job. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to list them all out, so maybe. We'll link to the no, awards Yes, at least. we'll link and, to the uh, awards list. Yeah. Um, they're all there. Um, and hopefully and, and we can take some pictures of, yeah. of the ones. That yeah, I have about. some pictures from the event Ooh, and yay. some audio. I haven't listened to it yet, actually, to see how it came out. But um, the cheering and, and stuff like that's always really fun. Oh, you know what? Before we end, I will say, <laughs> did you know the first time I ever went to the YMAs, um, someone booed like not more more than someone what there was and i will not remember the book oh my gosh but and i don't know if it was like a boo or more of like a groan it was like a kind of like a collective like unhappiness and it was the first time it ever been it was in boston and i was with my friend allison who i went to library school with and we just both looked at each other like like, what is this? Where are we? We never like had been to anything like that. We're like, who are these so people? That I so Do you um, remember that? No, but I will say that the year that I was on Caldecott, um, also in Boston, I don't think it was the same year. We um when it was announced that we only had two honor books, mm. there was a audible like disappointment. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I have heard that, with, which is interesting. It's with the number of things. Yeah. So, um, right to kick off these awards with the um, the American Indian Youth Literature Awards, they had like five honor books. Yeah, but and you could hear the excitement. Like yeah. for that, it was like it was like ooh, yeah. you know. And um, and I actually was talking about it with my husband, just sort of pointing out like years ago, you, I mean, just you wouldn't find that many books even published. Right, um, right. By so about, amazing. Yeah. And so to have, that means like that they had a lot of great things to choose from. And that just makes me really happy. Yeah, same. And yeah, so there's a lot on that list um, that that I want to read. Again, the book covers just were like, just for, right from the beginning, I was like, I need to read all these. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, we have a, I have a ton of books to read before I um, make up my my um, syllabus for my class. Um, I always add new books to it, and it it's a good it was a good reading year. Yeah, you have a wealth to choose from. Yes, nice. So before we go, I know this is probably a little bit longer in a different format than than usual, but we're, we're thank you for hanging with us. Um, we would love to hear from you. Um, hear if you read any of these books and which ones you loved, what you think maybe should have won but didn't win anything. Um, you can email us at thispodisoverdue at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on Instagram where we are this pod is overdue, which is we, we will have photos, which also are were you you were talking about our giveaway. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was well, like, for a second, gonna, like, the giveaway is gonna, it's gonna happen before, before this. Before this, okay. <laughs> I think we talked about I'll it in the last episode. Yeah. So, okay. No, you don't have to edit it out. We're, people know. We're, you we're, missed it. You missed it. But <laughs> it'll happen again. Listening. When we have giveaways, they happen on Instagram. We are mm-hmm. this pod is overdue over there, and you can follow us and and see uh, pictures of uh, the books that we read, uh, things that we love, and sometimes our pets. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Christy. Happy reading. Happy reading, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast is overdue with Christy and April. Bye, everyone. Happy reading. Keep talking.
<laughs> I didn't want to make you that small. I just wanted to <laughs> minimize you. That doesn't sound very nice. Oh, because it's better. better. I know, that's not very nice. <laughs> oh, man. That was awesome. <laughs>